Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Today, we're going to be looking at the story of Daniel Radcliffe. But first, let's hear a short message from him. I would call it a problem. It's now not a problem. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I drank in search of happiness and in search of a lifestyle that I thought would bring me to happiness. Um, it didn't. And I woke up one morning going, wow, I've drank a lot, but I'm still not happy. What's that about? And, um, you know, now we're about a year and a half later and it's and my life has been has turned around immeasurably. It's a wonderful thing. When the first Harry Potter hit the silver screen in 2001, the world went crazy. At a budget of $125 million, the film would go on to rake over $1 billion worldwide, smashing multiple box office records along the way. Cast in the main role was 12-year-old Daniel Radcliffe. Born and raised in London, the young Daniel had played in some minor parts before and was relatively unknown. Overnight, he shocked her fame and fortune, earning $1 million for this role. Following the movie's success, Radcliffe would go on to star in seven sequels. By the time of the final 2011 installment, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Radcliffe had earned an estimated $70 million. Not bad for a 22-year-old. Daniel came from an acting family, with both of his parents having acted at some point in their lives. From a very young age, he wanted to audition for movie and theatre roles, but his parents were very sceptical. And as we'll see later in the video, it's understandable. Now, that being said, they finally allowed him to audition when he was almost 10, and the rest was history. Being a young movie star can be stressful enough. But on top of that, the young Daniel was expected to keep a clean public image as well. A, a drunken Harry Potter just doesn't make for very good publicity. Unfortunately for Daniel, the paparazzi were on him non-stop, and the pressure was immense. Let's listen to what he has to say in a 2019 interview with Sam Jones. What I took away from that was that every movie you made was scrutinized and there must have been a pressure associated with that and, yeah. and I imagine that would feel like everywhere you went you were still around the same people that knew you in high school that wouldn't let you grow and move on or something I mean nobody consciously obviously doing that but, but no but, in your yeah. own head though yeah I mean I think there's a you know it's one of the reasons I love being in, spending time in New York is that like no one really gives a yeah. like about who you are like I can walk in places and no one cares and it's great in London there's like a sense of like I'm English, there's a sense of like familiarity and like, ownership almost. <laughs> yeah. and particularly with like super like rich upper class people who will just like grab you like you are theirs. Um, and like, Come here! Say hello to my friend. Um, <laughs> really? yeah, all right, mate. Um, it's, and, it's that familiar. Oh yeah. Um, and not always, but sometimes. God, you've probably had some of the awkwardest moments in history. Uh yeah, some. <laughs> um, but there is like an awareness that I really struggled with particularly in my like late teens when I was like when I was going out to places for the first time where you would you would like feel and it, again it could have largely been in my head but you would feel watched when you went into a bar when you went into a pub and then you know in my case the quickest way of forgetting about the fact that you were being watched was to get very drunk um, and then as you get very drunk, you become aware that, oh, people are watching more now because now I'm getting very drunk, so I should probably drink more to ignore that more. And, like, you know, so it gets into, you know, you get into it, it can, it can, like, it can affect your 
psyche and you sort of have to, yeah, and I think that's something, as I said, yeah, there, has, there is no blueprint for starting young and working stuff out. By all accounts, he started drinking heavily in 2007, but to avoid being seen drinking in public, he began to drink more and more at home on his own. He would go on drinking sprees, isolated in his home for days at a time. And that didn't stop the tabloids from speculating that Radcliffe would often come to the set drunk or hungover, something which the star has subsequently admitted. Now, right before the end of Harry Potter, his drinking actually got worse. According to his own account, in those last couple of years up to 2010, he would black out every single time that he drank. In a 2014 interview, he looked back at facing a life post Harry Potter. Quote, it is a pressure of living with the thought, oh, what if all these people are saying, I'm not gonna have a career? What if they're all going to be right and, and we'll be laughing and I will be consigned to a bunch of where are they now lists? In another interview, he had this to say, I was a recluse at 20. It was pathetic, it wasn't me. I'm a fun, polite person, and it turned me into a rude bore. For a long time, people were saying to me, we think you have a problem. But in the end, I had to come to the realization myself. By 2010, Radcliffe had had enough. He stopped drinking, by all accounts, just before the final installment of Harry Potter. By that point, word of his struggles with alcohol had gotten out, and the media were asking questions. Radcliffe's Harry Potter co-stars rushed to defend him, saying that the whole thing had been blown out of proportion and that Daniel's alcohol use just wasn't so severe. But by that point, Radcliffe had already cleaned up his act and stopped drinking completely, something which unfortunately was not meant to last. The following year, in 2012, Radcliffe relapsed. The tabloid press reported that he got kicked out of a New York bar in a drunken state after starting a fight with the DJ. Now, we do have no specifics of how bad his relapse got, but it probably lasted a few months. According to Radcliffe's own account, the following year, 2013, he gave up drinking for good. It appears that he actually received no formal treatment for this. Instead, he says that he relied on friends and mentors for support and advice. But frankly, he had already made the decision to quit for good this time, and that's what really mattered in the end. So when you found yourself in that situation of, oh, I'm just gonna drink and try to forget about it, and then I'll drink more because I can't forget about it because <laughs> yeah. I'm... How did you sort of pull yourself out of that spiral? Because that was probably the fulcrum in your life where it could have gone either way, right? Yes. I think so. Um, I mean, you know, it took a few years and it took a couple of attempts, but I think I have been just unbelievably lucky with the people that I've had around me at certain times in my life. Um, and I met some really key people, some of them actors, some of them not, um, who just gave me great advice and really cared for me. And ultimately it was my own decision. Like I woke up one morning after a, after a night going like, this is probably not good. <laughs> um, and I, I don't miss it generally, like now at all. Like I, I really, and I know, and that varies for some people, some people really still do, and some people like don't. And when I, when I think of like, yeah, like the, the sort of chaos I used to invite into my life, um, I'm like, I'm, I'm really, much happier. Now, alcohol was not the first major struggle in the young star's life. Already, from the age of five, he developed obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD. This compelled him to repeat the same actions time and time again. For example, he would spend as much as five minutes checking to make sure that he turned off a light switch. After getting professional treatment at a young age, he was able to overcome this condition. Apart from alcohol, Radcliffe, who has described himself as a, quote, addictive personality, has struggled 
struggled with another substance, tobacco. In 2014, he reportedly entered tobacco rehab in a bid to kick his 20-cigarette-a-day habit. According to sources close to the star, after stopping drinking, Radcliffe was determined to conquer his last major vice, smoking. The program Radcliffe entered was a residential treatment that involved individual and group counseling, along with various other modalities like herbal treatments to control the cravings. There were also activities included like swimming and yoga. But unlike drinking, Radcliffe's bid to stop smoking was actually not successful. In 2020, he was spotted smoking a cigarette between shows outside of a London theatre. And ladies and gents, let me know what you think of this. I'd especially like to hear from you if you've had to deal with both smoking and drinking. Which of the two turned out to be more difficult to stop and what would you do differently? Let me know in the comment section. It'd be awesome to hear from you guys. Now, as you'd expect, ever since kicking the bottle, Radcliffe's health and personal life have gotten better and better. He hit the gym in earnest and in 2016, he sported an impressive physique for a Vanity Fair photo shoot. By all indications, this was the result of a clean diet and low intensity bodyweight exercises. Radcliffe's personal life is also looking better than ever. Though not yet married, he has been in a relationship with American actress Erin Dark, with whom he starred in a 2012 movie. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.